1: and we are back with the beach and company yes i like most personalities on radio and tv are at our home base and so i'm live in pendleton uh bernie i have a question to ask you our our cats are outside the door crying that they want to come in now we can't let them in because uh, this uh, whole apparatus for broadcasting is a single wire and it's in back of this big huge uh, console and if they go back there and they disconnect it, I'm out of luck. So we can't do that. But if you brought Ethel in here, you think you get her to say hello to the audience? I'll try. Well, give it, a, give it a try. So Bernie's going, Ethel was just there a minute ago. If she can get Ethel and bring her in here. Meanwhile, we're asking a couple of things. Social distance, are you running into anything like that? Uh, and also, the governor described as insensitive, arrogant, self-destructive, and disrespectful. Um, that, he was talking about the kids at the beach and the kids at the parks. Did you agree with that? Okay, Ethel is now within strike. Hi, honey. How are you? Do you want to say something to the audience, Ethel? Say hello. Come on. Here we go. She's looking at my, my mic, but she's not going to talk. She was just squawking a minute ago. Uh, she's shy. Anyway, let's go to line one, and line one would be Dutch. Dutch, you're on WBEN. Good morning,
2: Sandy.
1: How are you? I'm fine, Dutch. What's on your mind today?
2: Well, I know the social distancing is one thing, and I do see it some places and some not, but my concern is I'm seeing you know, young people and, and all the people that are trying to do uh, protective equipment, well, you know, such as gloves and masks, but what I'm seeing is, is that people are not trained, which is hard to train, but at least talk to on your stations and other stations that some of the younger people listen to, of how to take off the gloves and the masks and I'm seeing people putting on the gloves as a good thing, wearing a mask, but they're taking their gloves off like they're snow gloves. And then taking, once they have one glove off, they take the other glove off with their bare hand that they were trying to keep the things that were on the glove off of them. And now they've infected themselves with what they're trying to stay away from. And then, I know.
1: I, I saw a feature of that on television. You almost have to, especially with the high-tech gloves, you almost have to be trained on how to do it. It's not as easy as it looks, and that's, that's your point, I think.
2: Exactly. and I mean, as a, as a past DMT and a firefighter, but we are trained, you know, you take a glove off. Gloves that we always use are one-use gloves, and technically they are one-use gloves, and you take it off from inside out, so you never touch anything other than what your our skin already touched. And then as a mask, you take the mask off before you take your gloves off and you only take it from the outside. And I, in my own personal things with, with family and whatnot, I've seen this and I'm like, guys, you have to do it this way. And, and they never knew and they didn't understand. And it's just that one time that, and we're seeing younger people getting more infected Some of those people may have been doing exactly what they needed to do, but they didn't understand how to do it the right way.
1: That's a good point. And I've seen the highest level doctors say the mask is to keep you from giving something to somebody else rather than not catching something from somebody else. And uh, that's another thing um, that I didn't know until I heard it uh, uh, from the doctors. Thank you, Dutch. Thank you for that information. Appreciate it. Yeah, guys, uh, have you seen the same videos I do that it's almost, uh, it's almost uh, a training session on how to put on the gloves and the mask, and you have to have a seal around the perimeters of the mask uh, and your face. Uh, have you guys had your face sealed?
3: No, I have not have my face sealed. Or I'm have sorry. I worn
1: gloves? I feel sorry for you about that, but uh, how about you, Buzzy? Uh, he's busy buzzy, right
3: now he's taking handling oh, something for us
1: buzzy is busy okay we've got time to go to uh, line two then uh, line two it would be terry uh terry from texas you're on wben hello terry i do not see terry and i do not hear audio hello yes Okay, next caller would be Fred from New Mexico, line four. Fred, you're on WBEN.
4: Uh, good morning, Mr. Beach.
1: Hello, Fred from New Mexico. Um,
4: I I noticed only one person that was concerned with distance. And I don't see that many people anyway. I go shopping, and that's about it, you know, as far as, Getting close to people. Uh, most of my friends are staying home. So anyway, um, I open the door and the guy steps back quickly. The six feet.
1: And who was at Who was at the door? Somebody delivering something or trying to sell you something or what?
4: Trying to get. Um, He's trying to
1: uh, drum up business for landscaping. Oh, okay. Well, I can understand that if you open the door, you don't want to see him standing there, and he doesn't want to see you standing there, but what did he expect when he rang the bell?
4: Yeah, well, he uh, that was the point. He did the right thing.
1: Yeah, you were more than six feet away probably anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, so did you, did you sign him up? Did you say, yes, do my landscaping, or did you shoo him away?
4: I had to say no. Yeah, we, well, we're
1: yeah. We're, basi- we're basically like you, Fred. I'm here with two cats and a fiance. How about that? And uh, it's kind of a closed circuit. This is where it is. Uh, we've got the things we need for the foreseeable future, and uh, we're obeying what we're supposed to be obeying.
4: Yeah. Well, we're we are essentially.
1: Uh, do you have enough food and and uh, things to get you to point B? Yeah. Well, that's good, Fred, because we look forward to your calls. So thank you. Oh, we give our, our best to everybody uh, uh, around your home. Thank you. That's uh, Fred from New Mexico. Let's take a break. On News Radio 930, this is WBEA. We're asking several different questions. Have you been involved with a social distance measurement? Uh, it's supposed to be about six feet away from somebody. Uh, sometimes that's pos- impossible. And so we'd like to hear from you. We just heard from Fred, Fred who opened the door and there was a guy standing there wanting to do landscaping and they were both startled by it. You know, when you ring the doorbell and you open the door, pretty, pretty good odds that there's going to be somebody there. Uh, so we're asking that question. Have you been associated with that? Also, one of the texters said, do you have to go grocery shopping every day? It makes more sense, even if you regularly go every day, uh, to go uh, and put more in your cart, not to the hoarding level, but just put more in your cart so you don't have to go every day. So that's one less person that you're exposed to or that they're exposed to, and uh, less, less uh, traffic, less everything. If you, can do, if you can bundle it up at least a couple of times a week, it would be uh, helpful. And uh, do you grocery shop every day? And if so, what are you experiencing? I, st- I think they're still diving for the pallet of toilet paper for some reason. And I want to know, the governor called those kids on the uh, uh, beaches of Miami and the kids on the parks of New York insensitive, arrogant, self destructful and disrespectful because they're disobeying uh, the... Uh, the uh, it's, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's a strong suggestion that you stay in the house. Uh, what do we have now? Let's go to... Um, uh, who's on line five? I think it's Bill. Bill, you're on I WBN.
5: It, if I had, I will pa- hey, Sandy. Yes, I'm here for you.
1: Yes, uh, Bill. What do you have for us today?
5: I'm hoping that you're plugged into one of those outlets that's protected by your generator, unlike the TV.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe
5: you like a can of cat food, and the cats will start meowing for that. I was just wondering.
1: Yeah, that that's true. Now, as soon as we close the door... On the other side of the door, they began to uh, talk again, so uh, we'll try and get them on a, a little bit later. How are you, uh, how are you doing? What, what would you like to talk about out of our potpourri of subjects?
5: No, I never thought I'd really agree with Governor Cuomo that much, but I like what he's saying about um, the kids. I guess maybe we could tr- coin the term COVIDiots. Because this is COVID-19, and when they're not acting responsibly, they're kind of COVIDious.
1: <laughs> I like that. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, I'm not a fan of the governor. However, with his press conferences, he seems much more human to, uh, than he used to and much more uh, approachable, shall I say, uh, than he's ever been. I think this, these are his best hours. You know what I
5: liked is when he had his youngest daughter, Michaela, there. Did you see that that day?
1: Yes, I did, and she was giving him
5: the eye, yep. Exactly, because he said, people don't always like my sense of humor, and she's shaking her head no, like
1: <laughs> daughter <would>. <laughs> <laughs> That shows a human side that we have not seen before. Usually we get the this is the way it is if you don't like a tough attitude, but he's uh, and he's getting along with the president, and the president's getting along with him much better.
5: I liked what he said about some of his elders when he was growing up. He said he learned the quote that said, we grow too soon old and too late smart.
1: That, yeah, that's excellent. That really is, and that's the real life. Have you run into any uh, social distance issues so far?
5: Not really that much. I mean, when I go shopping, I try to go near the end of the day when there aren't that many people around and just kind of go right where I need to go.
1: Yeah, it's like a strategic bombing attack. After you've been to the grocery store a few times, you know where everything is that you want. If it's a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend kind of deal, you split it up. So you go there, I'll go there, and get it done and get out. That's usually the best way.
5: Sometimes it makes you wonder, like, at home, do you want to take your shoes off and leave them in the garage or something and and wash your hands right away?
1: Yeah, it's it's, uh, amazing how we're much more aware of what, we do in every every uh, movement, every room, uh, and uh, so far, so good. We'll knock on uh, knock on wood. Uh, thank you, thank you for the call. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Very nice call. Yep. Yes, uh, we have another. Uh, I think John is online. Whoops.
3: John has Whoop, left we... the building, Sandy. Wait, so you don't
1: have a John there. No, I have one that's six feet away. You want to come over? <laughs> I might need to. <laughs> we but lost our John.
3: We lost our John, but we gained. Peter in St. Catharines.
1: You gained Peter, huh? Well, better than Dick, I guess. Uh, Peter, you're on WBEN. Hello, Peter.
6: Hey, how are you? Time to take in a uh, call.
1: Yes, of course, Peter, especially your calls on subjects like this. Uh, what do you have for us today, Peter?
6: <clears throat> well, listen, I'm I'm going to take away the political hat and just talk as an epidemiologist.
1: Okay. Yeah, a
6: couple of things quickly. One,
1: <clears throat>
6: I agree with you. I think Cuomo is doing... Little politics, Cuomo's at his finest hour, and um, I, 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 don't, I don't practice his politics, but I think right now he's been very magnanimous, and he's doing very good for New York and getting along with the president, which I appreciate. I want to say something here from an epidemiology point of view. I'm listening to the president every day. I'm listening to the team. I'm watching everything, and I'm reading reams of data. The president has done an excellent job, and not because of my politics. I'm going to say this. Had he not done what he did with the border with China, the United States would have been in, inundated <clears throat> with these cases. Had the world, the rest of the world, not attacked him when he did it, they would have stopped this from unfolding from China and Europe. <clears throat> Dr. Birx on the stage, I listened to her yesterday. Um, I think she has the HIV program at CDC and uh, within the United States and um her support of the president yesterday and her statements were excellent. They were bang on. When you listen to them yesterday, you can get the sense that they're beginning to deal with this the way it should have been done in the beginning. Look, this this, this is a virus and we have to take it seriously. This is a pathogen that's unfolding in the country and across the world. However, it was clear yesterday when Burks, Dr. Burke said it, and I want to say it again today so people could understand this. No person under 15 across the world has died from this pathogen. None. The deaths have accumulated only in persons over 85, 80 to 85, and with grave underlying conditions. I'm not talking about an ingrown toenail. I'm talking about serious cardiovascular, serious diabetes, etc. If you are a healthy, normal person, regular, going about your life, you go about your life. And I think that all of the initiatives the President has put in place, all of them, collectively, will deal with this issue. And this issue will settle out People don't need to be that panicked about their mortality, et cetera. We're gonna bump up against this. Our own immune system's gonna deal with it. And the cases are just going up because we are testing for it now. We're detecting it, we alert it. So I even argue that this was even with us much longer. So I just wanted to speak today to say how much I appreciate what the president is doing because he, is, he has taken leadership. And, and I think it's gonna, it's, everything is going to work out just fine. Today, I am not concerned, as I was yesterday, mainly because of all of the economic fallout and, and, and the destruction to the economy if we don't take the next step, which is to open things back. Yes, in a phase-controlled way, but look, look we have 50,000 people in the United States die a year, sadly, from influenza, and most of them, 90%, are people over 80. We need to understand a simple fact. If you're an elderly person with multiple medical conditions, or you're just elderly, you are older now. Your immune system is sluggish. It's not as compliant as when you are a young, uh, 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 healthy person. But that's life. We can't, we can't be the sky is falling. It's, it, it is life. If my father over 80 i say, Dad, you know, this is the situation. We have to protect you right now, keep you indoors a little more, wash hands more. You know, I'll stay away from you a little bit for now. But we, I'm going all my life, and that's the way it has to
1: be. Well, it's well said, especially from somebody who works in the field. Does it seem to you like the press is trying to gin up a little conflict between the president, who is, uh, is very excited and, and confident that we're going to do better and it'll be weeks instead of months, and the doctors who are clinicians mainly, who say, let's, uh, let's play it by the book, let's not get too excited. He's trying to keep uh, America in a decent frame of mind, and the clinicians want to do it by the book. Do you think the press is uh, ginning that up?
6: Uh, Absolutely, and the press has been the enemy in this matter from the day. They have almost taken a mild, low-level matter and made it into a disaster, and he's struggling to put his arms around it because he's battling the press. When you listen to their questions, as he starts taking questions, they're like animals out of a pen. They're just attacking him. and Not one of them. Not one. I listen every day. Not one says, you know, Mr. President, I agree with that. Job well done on that. Yeah, hey, I have a question for you, Mr. President. They come out of the bullpen like they want to just throttle him. And, and, but the thing about it is you watch the guy and you listen to him. His tone, his demeanor, he's really, really calming the nation. And I think he has his arms around. Him. And he signaled yesterday, Sandy, I, am, I put money on it. That America will be open full strength in two weeks.
1: Bye. Well, let's ho- let's hope he's right. And thank you, Peter. Appreciate it, uh, guys in the studio, uh, uh, Tony and uh, and uh, uh, Beamer. Uh, do you feel the same way I do? They're not even asking any questions for information. They're just asking gotcha questions and it starts right with the very first one and doesn't end until an hour or sometimes 2 hours later. They're just looking for something gotcha.
3: Yeah, they, they usually start off with a hypothetical and and just go off and, you know, into left field. Uh, but uh, I agree with a lot with uh, Peter said and man, I'm so glad he calls in because he really knows what he's talking about. He's an
1: epidemiologist yeah, so this would be highly right up his regarded
3: field. by the way.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the kind of thing that I, uh, I wish the press were more honest in their questions. Let's uh, take a break, and we'll be back with one of my favorite callers, a former judge on the Supreme Court of New York State, Penny Wolfgang. Will be with us on News Radio nine thirty WBN. We are back with uh, Beach and Company. Thank you very much. And let's go to Judge uh, Penny Wolfgang, who's on the line. Uh, Judge, welcome to the show.
7: Hi. Good to good to hear from you all. Good to talk to you all. And hello, all my friends. Hello, Tony. Hi.
1: <laughs> Hi, Your we're Honor. All, we're all happy you're here, Judge. Uh, I have a question you can help me with. I have the Dick and Jane book in Yiddish. Mm-hmm. No. And I'm I'm going to see if you know what this term means because I've never seen it. I know a lot of terms, but it says Dick and Jane have hired Priscilla to take care of Mother. Priscilla is from the island of Jamaica. She is a real hilf, H-I-L-F. What is a hilf? Do you know? Maybe,
7: maybe it's a MILF. Maybe uh, you mean MILF.
1: I know what MILF is. I, I'm not really sure what hilf is. No, but
7: I can't help <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're my only uh, Norm Schrutt and you are my only go-to people. I'll have to wait till I talk to Norman again. How are you uh, coping with uh, with everything that everybody else is coping with now?
7: Well, it's difficult, but uh, one thing I noticed is how how many people are so nice than nicer than usual. Don't you notice that people are so kind and people are so friendly? I mean, if you go out in the street, or, you, you know, I'm walking, you know, I'm, I've always been walking, and oh, everybody waves to you and smiles to you, and everybody feels, and people are calling and checking on me, which I think is so kind that I haven't heard from in such a long time, so it's um, not just neighborly, but I think it's bringing people together.
1: In uh, I I, to- I totally agree with you. Uh, since I have a mobility problem, that hopefully I'll get cured, I've been using a cane, and when people see a cane, it's like a, a magic wand. They open the door for you. They're very friendly, and I think part of it is is also what we're going through now. Uh, so I I notice that you have a built in advantage. You've always been a runner as far as as long as I've known you, and now that's something you can do. Get out in some fresh air. You're alone, so you're not going to get anything or give anything to anybody. So have you have you been running much?
7: Uh, I stopped running a few years ago. When uh, Michael said to me, "If you run any slower, you'll be running back." <laughs> so now I'm just I'm just walking. Yes, I'm well, walking.
1: Yeah, Michael said that because you're not supposed to be running with your robe on. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of impedes your speed.
7: No, I'm actually. I'm home. I'm working. I'm preparing our, our wedding ceremony.
1: Oh, uh, who is getting married, Judge? <laughs>
7: My very best good friends are getting married, and I'm trying to come up. i working on a a ceremony, and I'm trying to come up with some new one-liners because I used my good ones at the last wedding that we had together, for your sister. So now I'm trying to think of some, some new ones.
1: First of all, I've seen you do two weddings. You did Tony's wedding, and you were excellent. You did my sister Sandra's wedding, and you were excellent. Now you're going to do Bernie and I. Are you going to do our wedding, and I'm sure you'll, you'll use your best material.
7: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm working. I'm getting some new material. I was listening to your Groucho Marx this morning.
1: Yeah, Schnorr. <laughs>
7: I'm thinking maybe I can come up with some good one-liners.
1: Yeah, a Schnorer. Now, a schnorrer is a person that, uh, what? It's a person that does something, right? I think it's a
7: person that kind of um, cheats you or tries to take something from you.
1: Take advantage of you. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because in the thing that, uh, hooray for Captain Spaulding, the African explorer, and then he says, did someone call me schnorrer? And I uh, that's always stuck in my mind, and now I know. So what What do you have uh, planned for today? Uh, you, got, you got an exciting day planned, Judge?
7: Not not exactly, no. This is the most exciting part of my day so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How pathetic is that? You t- take the rope and leave it on a hook. You, the, I don't have the bench, and you're listening to this show. Uh, you couldn't have gone downhill faster.
7: No, <laughs> no I don't mean it.
1: <laughs> it, it well, th-
7: <laughs> most exciting part of my day is when my son-in-law... Who is the only one in my family can who can cook? So you know I can't make it, cook anything. Jello, I can't even make jello. He comes by once a day and b- brings me something wonderful to eat that he's made.
1: Well, that's good. Now we talked earlier to the lieutenant governor, uh, and uh, she told us when uh, Kathy Ockel. She told us when she cooks at home she makes a little extra and shares it with her neighbor and I'm thinking I would rather be her neighbor than your neighbor because at least we know that she knows her way to the kitchen
7: if you if you were <laughs> it wouldn't help you one bit like I, I didn't even make jello so if you you'd really starve
1: <laughs> Now you introduced me to uh, the lieutenant governor and uh, oh, she, and it was a nice day I'm glad you did that
7: yes and she's a wonderful person.
1: And she really is. All right, Judge. Have a good day. And if you have to, when the show's over, call me on my home phone, and I'll tell I'll tell you a few jokes. Okay?
7: Oh, no, no. I'm going to get some new ones that you haven't heard yet.
1: Okay, good. Thank you, Judge. Always good. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Bye bye. Uh, uh see uh, uh, tony maybe uh, you and the uh, buzzy can help her we come up with some shtick for our wedding
3: oh i'd love to <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> she's very good well you remember tony even though your pants were broken uh at your wedding how good she was she was excellent oh i and was
3: cracking up <laughs> i had never
1: seen her do that before uh and uh, then my sister's sandra's wedding couple it was only a couple of weeks ago do you believe that Seems like it was a long time ago. Sure. She was excellent again, and we've asked her if she'll do our wedding. Let's take a break and return. Remember, at 11 o'clock, Dr. Gail Burstein will be on with uh, Susan and Maz on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Beach & Company. i Sandy Beach, not in the studio, but on a remote location from the broadcast haven of Pendleton, New York. Uh, at 11 o'clock, uh, approximately, we should be pretty close to time, uh, we'll go to uh, 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 Dr. Gail Burstein. Uh, with Brian and Susan, and uh, we'll see what's going on with the county health department. Meanwhile, let's go to uh, line one, uh, and this should be Mary. Mary, you're on W B E N.
8: Oh, good morning. I should say, oy vey. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: good. It's catching on. There we go. What's going on, Mary?
8: Um, I'm glad you had this. You're 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 doing well. You're living up to. Um, did you ever see the movie um, Anti-Mame?
1: Uh yeah, sure.
8: You. you you Life gave you lemons, and you made lemonade
1: well, we're doing the best we can.
8: nice lemonade stand there. uh I was gonna say that I haven't encountered anything you know like uh the distance part, but I'm glad that I got through to you because I wanted to say I heard the newscast today, and two things that i've I don't want to say I'm ahead of my time, but I've been writing to people saying you know defending the care you know d- direct care workers and nurses and and uh people that work in hospitals and stuff health care people. And I'm glad to see that the the schools, you know, the nursing schools, and the medical schools are doing what I suggested. Uh, students, I just, they're they're hurting for doctors and and nurses, right? What about you know? I always, I had suggested like for for um, students to earn credits and stuff like instead of giving scholarships to athletes, give scholarships to students that are going into real work like cold care, like even caregivers, nursing schools, not even, but especially nurses that is a care that you cannot you
1: know. yeah and one of the schools said this morning that they are going to graduate their class it's only a month early and their class is, uh, is of nurses and pa's physician assistants and pharmacists so glad uh, uh, glad to hear them do that mary
8: and the doctors like the you know enter the medical school you know i had suggested you know doctors you know just be like their last couple of years work in nursing homes you know, alongside doctors, and, and, you know, get their you know hands-on practice, literally.
1: Yeah, it's only a month before graduation. I'm sure they're not going to learn something in that month right. that is going to be applicable to you when you walk in the door.
8: Exactly. But I, I give my credit. I, I thank God every day for people that are in health care, because, God, you know, especially now, that is those are the people that are the saints of this world, you know, and, and I— I truly appreciate that, and I'm glad people are, you know, acknowledging them. But uh, so far, I haven't had any, you know, encounters like that. I, I went to like the tops and stuff, but there's just
1: a- what about the what about the kids? Uh, uh, governor uh, was talking about the kids in the New York parks and the Florida beaches. He called them insensitive, arrogant, self-destructive, and disrespectful. I think first of all, I got to remember that they're kids, but I think the governor is right about that.
8: In a situation like this, you know, I, like I say, I. I don't agree with this governor very much, but that is, he's really stepping up. I think he's taking the cue from the president because he's, some of the things, a lot of things he's been saying lately are, are really good. But one thing about the kids, you know, it shows their, their poor education. What I, with this homeschooling, as long as I got you on the line here, the homeschooling, why don't the schools um, go to, uh, you know, the, the people that homeschool their kids, yeah schools partner or get in touch with those uh, people that homeschool their kids and put stuff online have the have the schools contact uh, somebody like a parent that teaches from home and when one of those organizations contact work with the schools and do online homeschooling like teach them how they do it at home school and one more thing they should teach is this way we would get cursive back uh, give the kids you know make, make the kids Keep a journal while they're gone—a a written journal, if it's printed or cursive. I mean, they, they can learn cursive. Print that you know, the alphabet, the old alphabet, on online and those things, and let the kids practice writing.
1: Well, the kids are going to learn by a practical experience, as you just said. Uh, but I, I think that they have to learn that they're not uh, indestructible. Now, no, no young person has died so far from this, and I'm sure when they see a headline like that. They take comfort in it, but why? Why play the margins? Why would you want to be the first one in that age group to die? I don't think it's worth it. Thank you, Mary. Always good to talk to you, especially during uh, times like this. Uh, we got yeah about four minutes. Let's go to Bill on line two. Bill, you're on W B E N. Hello, Bill. I guess Bill is not there. Can I assume that, Tony?
3: He just hung up.
1: Oh, uh, we just lost Bill before. Yes. Uh, okay, how about Mark? Is Mark hanging in there? I'm here. Hi, Mark. Uh, what's on your mind today? Thanks for calling.
9: Oh, you welcome. Hello, Sandy. Good to talk to you again.
1: Uh, oh, my pleasure. You needed uh, um, help with the word means help. Yeah. It means helper? No, it means help. Helper. Oh. Okay, good. Now that we know that, we're learning uh, the different phrases uh, from the Dick and Jane book uh, in Yiddish. So uh, people tuning in late. Uh, have you encountered any uh, any social uh, distance issues? And is the is the governor right about the kids who are disregarding any kind of helpful suggestions?
9: Yeah, I mean, kids are kids. They they, they don't not all, of them, but they basically don't respect authority or rules. They think they know everything. So I think he's right as far as social distancing. It's probably the right thing to do. Is we can kill this early, uh, the spread. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of hype. How bad it is? It's, I mean, you get sick. It's more like the flu. Unless you're of a certain age or condition, those you have a condition you have to be careful of. But, but um, you know, you think
1: you think this is going to change things uh, in the near future. Say we get past this, are people going to stop shaking hands or hugging or any of the things that we've done uh, since we've uh, mankind has uh, has walked the earth?
9: Uh, initially, a little bit. I mean, you remember they went to the fist bumps, which. I don't particularly care for, you know, sometimes before this.
1: Yeah.
9: It will a little bit, but I think overall, it's, it's, it's really an age thing. I think if you're probably 50 or above, you're going to go back shaking hands, with it's fine. I mean, that's a, especially if you're a male. I mean, women can shake Yeah,
1: hands. and it meant more than just, I have no weapon. Yeah, uh, to a lot of people, a handshake was as good as a contract. And then when the more disreputable people uh, shook your hand and, and uh, violated the contract anyway, that kind of went away. Uh, so as social mores change, so does the way we express ourselves. Uh, but I still think a good, firm handshake is a partial judgment of whether this is going to be a, a trustworthy person or somebody that you want to be around.
9: Well, I have to tell you that over the years, and I'm, I'm um, you know, uh, very mature age uh, that, uh, I've had comments from people who said, boy, that's a very firm handshake you have, and surprisingly so, and, but that's, I was brought up that way, and, and, uh, it's, 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 uh, as a male, it's, uh, it's really a test of your, your, uh, your, sincerity and integrity.
1: I was brought up that way, too, and I was also brought up that your word is your bond, and a good firm handshake is, is your bond as well. I think, uh, I'd like, I like that. more than uh, not having that so I hope we don't lose that uh, period okay uh, thank you very much uh, for the call Bill we really appreciate it now we're going to count down to uh, uh, the interview with uh, Dr. Gail Burstein uh, from Erie County and uh, uh, Maz and Brian uh, Maz and Brian (laughs) Brian and Susan is what I meant to say Brian and Susan will be doing that interview Uh, Guys, uh, in the studio, until we uh, get Dr. Burstein on the line, asking you a couple of questions, do you agree with the insensitive, arrogant, self-destructive, and disrespectful uh, label that the governor has put on young people who who don't listen, whether they're in the beaches of Florida or the parks of New York? Do you believe that? I
3: think he's accurately labeling them.
1: Yeah. I, I think that you see it if you live with them, for sure. Uh, They always think that nothing's going to happen to them. And the same messages come out, though. They always come out at prom time and people still, although they've converted more to limos and things like that, uh, people generally uh, prove those adages to be right. Okay, we're going to go to news and then uh, hopefully Dr. Gail Burstein.